from Seoul, South Korea. This is Political Arts. My guest this week is Kim Sun-jung, president and chief curator of the Gwangju Biennale, Asia's oldest and best-renowned exhibition of contemporary art. For Kim, the art of curation is inseparable from the politics of her home, South Korea. The Biennale began as a commemoration of the Gwangju Uprising, a pro-democratic demonstration that was violently suppressed by the country's military dictatorship. Since 2012, Kim has been exhibiting her show, Real DMZ Project, on the border separating North and South Korea. And as commissioner of the Korean Pavilion at the Venice Biennale, she had to decide how to represent this most peculiar country to the world. Earlier this month, I visited the Biennale and spoke to Kim at her studio in Seoul. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. So I, I got a chance to see the show on Saturday and I was blown away by the scale of it and um, the profundity and the beauty of the art that yeah. you were able to collect. Thank you. <laughs> it's um, nice to hear that. I mean, just looking at the numbers, it's completely astounding. It's 11 curators, yeah. 163 artists, 43 countries. Mm. And the first thing I wanted to ask is, how do you achieve a coherence mm. uh, without sacrificing the individuality of mm. all the different voices that you've collected? Previous Biennale always has a one artist director and then they choose the curator to work on the show. But I visited the Venice Biennale last year and then I saw there is a limitation of one artist director's uh, direction. So this time it's good to have a multi-curator to have a different voices in the same time in the show. And I suggested this theme uh, as a keyword for each curator to think about. So there are uh, several elements for the theme, uh, the Brexit and also Trump's uh, um, uh, what America first. Like uh, after the globalization, how the this nation became more important for the, each country. So secondly, uh, in Korea was, is a divided country and also border is uh, quite important, but always forgot about it because we are living in a current situation. During the uh, Park Geun-hye's uh, uh, protest, sure. uh, there is a old generation, younger generation has different ideas about the politics. So there is a border between <laughs> these two um, like a uh, pro Bakune or against Bakune, there is a big protest uh, in the street. So this kind of uh, emotional border also became, or psychological border became so important for Korea. So I, I, I discussed with this uh, idea with the curator and they really uh, agree on the theme. Yeah. I think that's a very deep point that you know, the nationalism and the division seems mm. to be going hand in hand these mm. days. It's not a unified nationalist movement. Mm. It's actually internally divided in all yeah, kinds of different yeah, ways. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we could talk about sort of the first big political event mm. that was influential in your own formation, but also of the show. Yes. Uh, there is a, 
uh, weaker uprising, but uh, 1980, there is a May 18 democratic movement, and it was uh, really uh, the starting point for the Gwangju Biennale to uh, the government want to uh, apologize for the uh, massacre for civilian from the uh, military militaries. So uh, this uh, May 18 uprising is always important for me. Uh, there is a statement, uh, manifesto, yeah. uh, from the first Gwangju Biennial. Uh, there is a mention that May 18 uh, democratic movement is the uh, one of the ground where base for the this uh, Biennale. So, yeah, always the May 18 uh, democratic movement is important for me and. Uh, you visited the uh, army, former army hospital, and yeah. that is the one of the uh, place where the during the May 18 uprising, many people were cured there, mm-hmm. and also so it is important historic historical site. Mm-hmm. So we want to use the, this historical site for the exhibition too. But now it's been ten years abandoned and. So it became a ruin. Right. Yeah. Right. So the the people who were involved in May 18 democratic movement they want to keep it as it is, but there is a condition uh, of the building is not really well enough to keep it as it is. So I want to through the exhibition or through the artwork, people has to think about how to deal with this uh, huge land and the building itself. Mm. Mm. In light of that historical legacy, which Mm. is a legacy of trauma for that that city and for the country, Mm. how do you understand your responsibility as a curator? I Mm. mean, when you mentioned the hospital, is is part of the responsibility to heal? Mm. Hopefully, because the young people, they uh, don't want to talk about uh, this uh, history mm. in a way. So I, I want to help young people rethink about this history. And also the people who have trauma, they've been avoid to actually visit the places and, and like that. But through the healing process, they can visit. So like Kadel Atia, who made a sculpture, yeah. uh, wooden sculpture in the hospital, he also did interview with the trauma center people, oh, wow. uh, and and tried to understand the in in a video was shown in the Biennale Hall wow. uh, gallery too, and he tried to uh, understand uh, what is the trauma and how to recover it from this uh, uh, heal them themselves through the, this experience. You know, one thing that's very special about mm. that Atia piece and also mm. about the exhibition is that it sort of takes residence in mm. spaces that were of historical significance, mm. like the hospital, the mm. old theatre, mm. those kinds of spaces. Mm. So I wonder whether how you think about the Guangzhou Biennale, not only as an art show, but mm. as a place of civic gathering yes. where people mm. are together and they... Exi- they inhabit this place for some time. Mm. How do you think about that in your work? Yeah, I think uh, always uh, the site itself is quite important for me mm. as a curator, and and also uh, this time the artist also felt same same thing mm. to develop this idea through the work. So, like Mike Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, 
because uh, these things are for international artists is quite they are busy and and yeah. they can uh, make the work uh, they need time to understand the situation and then make the work so I try uh, I try to have the artists who've been Gwangju many times and through the many years and and they can understand they could understand better than just come first time and and make the work. So mm. uh, they actually, and also they have same kind of uh, experience in other countries too, yeah. like Thailand and also uh, Kadel is from Algeria. Sure. Uh, so Algeria and France uh, relationship and so artists uh, understand the situation inside through the, their own experience to, to see the site and, and to show to the audience. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because one thing that struck me about, about being at the show was there are some exhibits that are intensely Korean and you're showcasing local talent, like mm-hmm. the Art of Survival, mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. exhibit, for instance. But it's also very international. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it seems like some Koreans might be resistant to the idea that international artists mm. can come and say something about our country. Mm. What do you think that international perspective is bringing to the show? But I think uh, this kind of uh, resistance, in a way, from the local mm. creator is important. The mm. voice became uh, so important and also the voice stay longer i think yeah. so so always uh, it's important to see this uh, international approach but also local resistance uh, and also this uh, biennale started with uh, kim young sam's uh, kim young sam government's uh, globalization idea <laughs> so but after the uh, globalization also we have to this biennale became we are the first Biennale in Asia, kind of first one, but after the globalization, so many Biennale happened. And, and so I wonder the role of the Biennale, mm. uh, questioning about role of Biennale and, and, and try to have the meaning from the local audience too, not only just showcase of the global or international artists. Mm. I wonder if now we can move to the the second political mm. event that mm. was influential to your work. Yeah, uh, I was a, a student in from nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty eight. So it's a quite uh, uh, big protest in Korea before the Olympic. So uh, so I was a. Uh, uh, witness of the, this big protest in Korea during when I was a student, but I was not in a, in the movement because uh, I can I was involved once or twice, but not really uh, well connected. So always I want to be there. But I couldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> my second. Why is that? You, you had to. You had to focus on studies, or no? I, I was not interested in politics or gotcha. other agenda much because uh, uh, when I was a high school student, we are realistic on the study. Yeah. So I want to have more free time. Sure. But but some of my uh, friends uh, deeply involved in the this. Uh, uh, protest. So one of my friends uh, went to Busan 
to be occupied the American embassy, U.S. embassy. That is also in, always in my mind to see how I want to do later. Could you tell us more about what they were protesting? Mm, about many things, labor issues and also political issues. Many people worry about Korean situation. The, actually, in 1980, the newspaper of the wants to uh, let people know about the uprising uh, in Gwangju in 1980, but the paper was a little bit wiped out. Sure. Yeah, and these kind of things. So, so we were suspicious about what was happened through the previous government and, and really worry about the Korea. So many, many students uh, protest about, and the always uh, tear gas in the school and the uh, I hardly went to school because uh, always the gate was closed. Wow. So, very, very different from yeah. that. <laughs> so, do you, so do you see the, you know, the work you're doing as kind of making up for lost time? Is it, is it, a, is it, a, is it a protest I, I think uh, our generation always sorry for the not involving much about this uh, decision and, and protests. So. Well, I mean, one thing that sort of strikes me about being back here is this is really a country of protests. Yes. And, and per square mile, I think there's more protests and demonstrations and petitions in Korea than yeah. I think most other places, you know. And so I wonder how you see that kind of democratic spirit or approach mm. affecting the domestic art scene here. Yeah, many artists involve this kind of uh, protest and, and uh, yeah, street protest and yeah, art scene is really close to this uh, cultural protest. Uh, I mean, but you know, Korea has been changed a lot. So, like uh, 2016, before uh, this uh, protest, uh, many artists is uh, really discuss about the. Uh, the previous president, yeah. yeah, and politics of the that uh, time, yeah, and and now many artists, some of the artists talk about urban issues, oh, the, right. like fast development and also uh, gentrification and like that, mm. and also mixed rice uh, talk about the uh, migration program problems in Korea. Mm. So they uh, closely work with uh, migrant workers in Korea. So mm. after those sort of university days of perhaps looking at the protest from a distance, mm. how did how did your career get started? I, I went to, because uh, I got married, and yeah. then <laughs> my husband was a student in U.S., so sure. I went to U.S. for graduate school. And then I met Nam Jun Pek, mm-hmm. uh, wow. and he, because that time there is not many curators in Korea. We, we call curators, but they are not real curators, they are more like administrators, and the museum um, history was very short. So Nam Jun uh, advised me to be, uh, become a curator in a way, so he uh, gave a chance to have an internship at the Whitney Museum in New York. And then, and then I came back after the internship for a year, one year, and then I came back and to start it, to work on the exhibition. And my first work was uh, working for Whitney Bayanur, which was a uh, travel to Korea in 
three. And that was the most political Biennale in the history of Whitney Biennale. Right? Yes. Because you were there. <laughs> no, no, by accident. So I, I, through that experience, I learned a lot about political art and also multiculturalism and, and met many artists. So, so tell us about that. Whitney in the 1990s, right? Yeah. And what was the controversy about? Uh, because there was a non-Asian non or non-color artist in the show. So there is a, a Godzilla group. Yeah. Uh, it's an Asian-American artist group. Sent a letter, mostly female. They sent a letter to the director, David Ross. And then uh, David and Elizabeth Sussman was the uh, key curator, and they discussed about having different show. So it was the most controversial exhibition in the in that time, and and so many Latin America, Asian American artists. And Did you take a side in that discussion <laughs> at the Whitney? I was an intern, so I was in the <laughs> meeting and copying the <laughs> papers. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, and then uh, later they decide to bring, Namjoon actually uh, decide to bring the show to National Museum, MMCA, in Gwacheon. So, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, big learning through that exhibition. So, yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, that's still, you know sort of prevalent in the arts more generally. Mm. And you know, to put it very crudely, the argument would be something like, Asian stories should be told by Asians, or mm. Korean stories should be told by Koreans. What, I, I, what do you I'm think not agree on that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so that's why uh, for Gwangju Biennial, I I invited international artists to discuss about the Gwangju uprising and and yeah. And also, outside viewpoint is also very very important. Like uh, Tom Nicholson, this edition, he made a book about. Uh, speeches from the uprising time from May 21 to 27 he collected all the uh, speeches and then made a book for yeah. uh, one side Korean and the, the other side English so right. I think uh, inside is having a tendency to see something in the same direction but outside has a different kind of idea for seeing something differently yeah. So that, that is also the role of art, too, I think. Mm. So the, the final political mm. event. Yes. July 17th in 1953, mm -hmm. there they, the um, UN and Korea, uh, North Korea and China decide to have uh, stop the war, Korean War. That is an important uh, event for me. Uh, that made us the DMG, uh, the border between North and South Korea. And also, I, I knew later that there was, South Korea was not involved in the design of the Stop the War. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I was questioning why and this kind of thing happened in Korea. So, and also I later, uh, from 2011, I started a project, art project in the in Cheolon, near uh, one of the DMG area. It's a, it's a center between north and south mm -hmm. and east and west, mm -hmm. uh, really cent center, uh, located in, um, in a center 
of Korea, and and also it was a reclaimed place from North Korea to South. So I I'm doing a project called Real DMG project there, and so yeah. It seems like a lot of your um, curatorial projects mm. have to do with being at the space where something significant happened yeah. historically, yeah. and that's Gwangju, that's the border area. Mm. Actually, yeah. first my show was also, I mean, it's not more like private space, sure. but uh, I used to use uh, work at Asanje Center, mm. that area, Uh, before the making museum, there is a house. So I used the house to make the show. That was my first uh, exhibition in 1995 as a curator. And then also, uh, like outside space is all, always important. So I did a former MMCA in Seoul. Yeah. That was also a military hospital and former Korean CIA building. Uh, I made a show in 2009. Before changing to the new museum, so always site is quite important for me. Right. What, yeah. what 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 do you get out of it? Do you think by being <laughs> there as opposed to you know in just a nice gallery and so on? Actually, uh, I changed my curatorial direction mm. in around 2005. Before I was a curator more interested in the artist practice but uh, I have some something happened to personally sure. uh, in a way and then I try to think about what is the role of a art in the society so from that uh, experience I try to talk about more like a political or social um, element in art. Mm. Yes. Since so I started the project uh, in 2006 mm. uh, and questioning about this, keep questioning about it. And was that sort of political turn in your own curatorial practice? Yes. Is that when you really started going to these sites and inhabiting it with art or did that happen at a yeah the first one is more like private houses so using this private mm -hmm. uh, element of the house the, like ampang is for woman and sarangpang is for men and this kind of thing but always uh, for me it's im important the site itself uh, to talk to me in a way mm -hmm. but after that uh, I I I mean, I, I'm interested in two things. One is abandoned space. And secondly, there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, some meaning in the space. Uh, the meaning of the space is also quite important for me. So I use a Seoul train station before changing to the... Now is now former Seoul train station became an exhibition space now, but before it was changed and it was abandoned for many years. And so, yeah, I didn't <laughs> notice that, but during the, our conversation, yeah, I think uh, I'm interested in these two elements, yeah. So looking at just the themes of the Gwangju Biennale over mm -hmm. the years, in 1995 it was called Beyond Borders. Yes, yes. 97 it was uh, 
unmapping the world. Yes. Um, and this year it's imagined borders, right? I'm sensing a bit of a theme. Yeah. Um, this kind of desire to be free of a geography that's mm. divided and mm. kind of limited. Would you say that you personally and the show are optimistic that these borders are in fact imagined and that perhaps we can get over mm. it? Actually, the imagined borders is uh, borders are constructed by the us. So if we change our mind, everything can change in a way. So that, that's what uh, my optimistic. And Korea is always changing. That's the positive and negative two, two elements. But I think always I want to see in a positive way. So people, through this exhibition, people rethink about the border and nation, state, and these kind of things. And then uh, they can have in their mind to how to develop this current situation, hopefully. Yeah. And are you thinking a little bit about the, the Kim Moon Summit and, mm. and those kinds of geopolitical events? When I uh, made the theme or this uh, keyword, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly now everything is changing and also... Yeah, and and also hopefully I can do exhibition in Pyongyang or <laughs> that's Go my up, ambition. Above and beyond the DMZ, right? Exactly. Yeah. But wow. also DMZ is also our important um, trace. So hopefully it can be preserved and 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 also used for. I mean. Yeah, I, I hope, uh, yeah, it, it has to be preserved in a way, not really making the touristic place. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, with your work at the DMZ and, and the Biennale made headlines this year for bringing in frames of, of North Korean art. Mm. Um, I wonder whether you could talk about the selection of those particular pieces for the Biennale, mm. but also of your sense of what's happening in North Korean art. Yes, uh, that's a difficult question because uh, we, as you know, we cannot go to North Korea, so we can get the information about North Korea through other country. When I became a president of Gwangju Biennale, I, I want to have a North Korean show, so that was sure. And but how? That was uh, my question. <laughs> so I I know BG Moon. Uh, made a show two years ago uh, in in Washington D.C. So, uh, so I thought this show is unique because uh, in 1997 we had a North Korean show, but it's a mix of a landscape painting and then social realism painting, but not really directly discussed about this labor or political issues. So. Uh, so I want to do more different show from the '97. So. And also, uh, North Korean painting is unique because of the using uh, Chosonha, uh, like a Oriental painting way to have a realism, social realism painting in uh, with Chosonha. Uh, so I want to have this painting, but we cannot show Kim Il Sung, or I, we don't know about the, when we prepare the show. We cannot. We it's possible to show Kim Il Sung and Kim Jong Il in a picture. So, in the process of making the exhibition, we did 
decide not to have the political figures in the in the picture and and showing the labor issues or current uh, current uh, North Korean uh, scape in a way a scene. So you can see in the painting, one of the painting, there is a uh, children's with a uh, manga or using Mac computer, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, one <laughs> painting. So uh, we imagine North Korea is always uh, very poor and certain images. So I want to through this exhibition, we can break this uh, certain image. How do you understand the art of curation? Hmm. Atocation. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> You've been doing it a long time. <laughs> yes. I have to do self, self learning to become a curator. So, I think in U.S. or uh, in other countries, the uh, curating and coordinating are separate job. But for me, it's uh, all the. Uh, same time in a way so I learn through coordinating and creating together uh, and also it's, it's learning through this um, making another exhibition is uh, another learning in a way and also I learn a lot from artists they have a very very unique perspective so uh, conversation with artists I, I really learn a lot so, uh, so that actually reflected to my trading. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Our guest this week was Kim Sun Jung, president and chief curator of the Gwangju Biennale. Cover art is by Alistair Debling, sound by Jay Park and music by Rico Alice. You can subscribe to Political Arts on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk some more next week. <laughs>